Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. And happy Wednesday, a dramatic day, a confusing day on Washington, inside Washington, D.C. House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner put out a cryptic warning begging President Biden to declassify some information that he said involved new national security threats to the United States. Called it a serious national security threat. He urged Biden to declassify it immediately. This is odd because there was already a briefing planned by the national security team of President Biden for Congress yesterday. It seems like he may have tried to jump that, the Intelligence Committee chairman. And it comes on a day where two other pressure points are being applied to members of Congress, trying to get House Republicans to approve aid to Ukraine And perhaps even more dramatic, the pressure campaign, trying to get them to accept Mike Turner's version of a FISA reform bill that doesn't do a lot of FISA reform. I think a lot of people not happy with it. Certainly different than the FISA reform you've heard on this show uh, from Andy Biggs and Jim Jordan, who both support a more robust FISA reform. But I've talked to several members of Congress today, even people who are supporters of Mike Turner think this may have been an overplayed hand. And that it clearly is being taken by some of the members it was meant to pressure as a pressure tactic than a legitimate emergency threat. And I think that that may ultimately backfire on Mike Turner. I've talked to, like I said, over a half dozen members of Congress. What is the information? Well, it's a little cryptic. There isn't a whole lot. But there are some things that I can absolutely confirm. First off, the military capability that's being discussed involves Russia, China, and some other bad actors. So it's more than one nation. It's a new sort of capability, something that could be activated if hostilities got worded. Russia's one, but it's not the only one. It doesn't involve space. It involves some other capabilities. And it has been around a long time. Just a little bit ago, Senators Rubio and Warner, the two chairmen of the Senate Intelligence Committee, said they've been tracking this for a while. My sources tell me that the first inkling of this capability actually tracks back to two years ago. People have been on top of it for a while. The fire alarm nature of it today, not real, right? It's something that we've known about for some time. Is it serious? Sure. But it does feel like Mike Turner may have tried to make this a now moment to perhaps hijack some of the debates that are standing before Congress, including the FISA reform bill, where he really is trying to push his version over that of Jordan and 
Biggs and others. And so a hand-to-hand combat on the FISA reform bill occurring, and Mike Turner drops that in the middle of this. Yeah, there's some Russia concerns. There's some China concerns. There are a lot of different things that are out there in the last few weeks that are getting attention. I don't think any of them are surprising, but I do think that there is distrust in Congress that this is a more of a ploy than it is a sudden new development on the front of our enemies, our frenemies, our adversaries. China, Russia, two years old, kind of known, been tracking it for a while. I don't think that that is anything that would surprise any of us in the last few years. And it's also a reminder, though, and it's funny that Joe Biden is sort of fanning the flames with this with his national security advisor, Jake Sullivan. He's sort of in on this with Mike Turner, which I think probably adds to the distrust of some members of Congress. But if there are these new and emerging threats, right, and that these are military capabilities of our enemies, Russia, China, others, and they can be activated at any moment, you know what? Why is our military spending time training our soldiers in pronouns and doing things that suppress recruiting and missing recruiting goals if things are this serious? And I think they are serious. It's, uh, I'm told that this intelligence is real, but it's been around a while, right? So let's not pretend it's something that just jumped up on the raisin today and Mike Turner has to put a fire hose on it. It's been around for quite some time. And I think that that's an important learning that probably hasn't been out there. But if that is the case, then maybe we should spend a little more time getting our recruiting goals up. Less time on pronouns, more time on hypersonic missiles that we've fallen behind on and other capabilities. And I think that that is why it is. I think also there was another warning that has come out from a lot of people about a project called Vote Typhoon. If you haven't heard about this, this is very important. FBI and CISA, the Homeland Security Instructor warned about this last week. It's about a Chinese effort over several years to infiltrate malware into the U.S. critical infrastructure system. So our utilities, for instance, that could be escalated in a moment should hostilities escalate between China and the United States. So keep an eye on that. I think that that's a very important thing called Volt Typhoon. There's been a lot written in the trades, not a lot written in the mainstream press, but I do think that it could be some of the capabilities that have our national security apparatus more concerned. We are not winning the hypersonic missiles war right now. We're not winning the cyber warfare wall either. And I think that these China-linked botnet attacks, uh, which have been infiltrating for some time, are growing. And I think China is number one in that. But there's probably some indications that other bad actors are also perhaps getting involved in this. One of the target attacks of this Volt Typhoon thing is old Cisco devices that power parts of the internet still and power a lot of things. But these vulnerabilities have been around, I think, since 2019, a lot of the routers that are in America. And in the case of a warfare, this could be a really significant problem. This one seems to be more related to China, the Volt Typhoon, that is. But as you know, we've pushed China, Iran, and North Korea, and Russia together more closely, thanks to Joe Biden's unusual foreign policy decisions that I think have created an alliance where none previously existed or certainly wasn't sewn together very directly. So that is what I want to say about that. Now, we have a extraordinary show for you today. Congressman Mike Collins is going to be here in a few minutes. He's from Georgia, freshman, very consequential freshman. He's been down to the border recently. He's got some harrowing tales. He's going to tell us about the border, what he witnessed firsthand down there. And he'll react to what Mike Turner did and what may be really going on in Twisting Arms up on Capitol Hill. We'll have that at the top of the show. And I'm really excited 
about that. That's a really great conversation for all of us. Later in the show, we've got two other really great guests. I'm very excited to have them. Because it's AMAC Wednesday, we always celebrate AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. We're going to have Bobby Charles on. He has a lot to say. And then we're going to finish up with Tony Lyons. He is the head of the Super PAC that's promoting RFK Jr.'s independent run. RFK Jr. showing up quite largely in these polls, taking kind of evenly from Trump and Biden. Obviously, you got the famous Kennedy family name. Tony Lyons is going to talk about the controversy over a Super Bowl ad that the Super PAC ran. What's going on? Do Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and the Super PAC really coordinate. He's going to break that all down for us in the third block. Amanda and I had a really fun conversation with him. So a really good show today. Congressman Mike Collins, AMAC's very own Bobby Charles, and then Tony Lyon from the Super PAC that supports RFK's independent presidential campaign, which, by the way, Joe Biden is really worried about. Democrats are more worried about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. than Republicans right now. Hopefully, Tony Lyons will explain why that is. Now, before we go to commercial break, and we always have great partners, advertisers, product sponsors that we want you to engage. I want to take a look at a story that we spent a lot of time on this past weekend. And I think it's now become one of the most important talking points for the impeachment inquiry. We've learned a lot about the impeachment evidence. And most of it's come from these transcribed interviews of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's friends, the family inner circle. These are really important things, right? And what they now show unequivocally, whether it's the emails or photos or sworn testimony or FBI documents, is that the impeachment inquiry has established without doubt, beyond a reason of doubt, that Joe Biden met in person with most of his son's large foreign clients, those from Russia, from China, from Ukraine, Kazakhstan. That evidence is mounting, and you're going to hear tomorrow from Chairman James Comer. I'm excited. He's going to talk about this dynamic, but it's so important of just how often Joe Biden told us a different story. Joe Biden simply has not been telling us the truth about this very important relationship. He was the guy that sealed the deals. He'd come in, whether it was Chairman Yi Jiming of the CFC China Energy Company, or whether it was the executive from Burisma, Vadim Pozarsky, who he met at a dinner, or some of the Kazakhstan officials, some who he met at a dinner, some whom he met at the Naval Observatory. Uh, Joe Biden's coming in. And I, I want to use the example of the meeting with Yi Jiming. It comes in from Rob Walker. It comes in from James Biden, two of the business associates, and it comes in from Tony Bobolinsky. Three business associates all said the same thing. Joe Biden met with Yi Jiming, the chairman of this energy company in communist China, at a hotel, the Four Seasons in Washington, in early 2017. It looks like it's February 2017. Then a few days later, what happens? The money that Hunter Biden has been trying to get and his partners have been trying to get from CFC, it suddenly shows up in an account. $3 million goes to Rob Walker's account. A million of that goes to Hunter Biden and his family over the next several months. So that is pretty remarkable when you think that at this point, Joe Biden said none of that happened. It did. Either Joe Biden is lying or all of the Joe Biden friends are lying. Which one do you think it is? Well, the photos and the emails back up Rob Walker. They back up Tony Bobolinsky. They back up James Biden. They back up Devin Archer. You know who they don't back up? Joe Biden. That's right. Joe Biden was meeting. And, and there are just some remarkable details. And what we did over the last few days, my good colleague Stephen Richards and I, uh, Stephen's a great, great 
reporter. We're going to bring him on the show later this week. Here are all of the players that Joe Biden directly met with around the time his son Hunter or brother James was working to create multi-million dollar cash flows from. Yi Ming, chairman of the CFC China Energy Company. Just talked about him. Jonathan Lee. It's another Chinese businessman and a principal of Bohai Capital who created a joint venture with Hunter Biden right after Hunter Biden hitched a ride on Joe Biden's Air Force II as vice president, went to Beijing, and then voila, a large business deal is put together. Vadim Pazarsky. He's the executive, the, kind of the most American-facing executive of the Ukrainian energy firm. Burisma Holdings, a company that Joe Biden's own State Department considered to be, well, Corrupt. How about that? Yelena Baderina, Russian oligarch, real estate investor who paid millions to a firm associated with Hunter Biden's business partners. Kenneth Rakishev and Karim Masimov, Kazakhstani oligarchs and former prime ministers. Um, they were doing business deals, some of it um, potentially with um, Burisma. Uh, and one of their business partners, an American guy who worked for one of the big Kazakh banks, he meets with Joe Biden at the Naval Observatory store we broke on this show a few months ago. So those are them. If you want to see the whole list and get all the details and show just how different Joe Biden's story was to the American public versus the evidence now before the American public and the impeachment, go to this story by Stephen Richards and I. It's called Impeachment Evidence Counters Biden's Claims Show. Shows he met with many of his son's major foreign clients. It's a great story. It's been trending all day, number one, number two on Just the News. I hope you get a chance to check it out. It's a good one, and we're incredibly excited to have brought it to you. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Mike Collins right around the corner. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, Add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean, L-E-A-N.com. 
Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. There is so much breaking news on Capitol Hill. Last night, the historic impeachment of a sitting cabinet secretary for the first time in history. This over the border, Alejandro Mayorkas, one vote. It now goes to the Senate for trial. Meanwhile, today, the Republican House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner put out a cryptic and unusual message saying there is some very bad intelligence that Joe Biden needs to release for the American people that threatens national security, but I can't tell you about it. And uh, a lot of Capitol Hill is a buzz about that. And of course, it comes in the backdrop of a big debate in Congress about FISA reform. The deadline for FISA reform is around the corner in April. And uh, a lot of people wondering whether this is tied to that. So I thought we would turn to one of our most trusted voices on Capitol Hill. Though he's only been there a couple of years as a freshman, he's had a huge outsized impact. He just came back from that border that's at the heart of the Mayorkas impeachment. Joining us right now from the great state of Georgia, Congressman Mike Collins. Congressman, good to have you back on. Amen, John. It's good to be with you. There's so much to talk about. I really want to dig into this incredible trip you and your colleagues had to the border last week. But this thing that happened a little while ago, the media is all trying to figure it out. Uh, A lot of the members I'm talking, trying to figure it out. What can you properly tell us without violating the classified information about this and what Congressman Turner's intention might have been? Well, you know, I'm a freshman up here, John. So, you know, it's it's whatever. I'm scared to even open my mouth. Uh, when they say classified, but but it, we all got that email that said that you know they wanted to relay some information to us uh, about what they were seeing out there, and uh, of course you know we're going to go and take a look at it and uh, and but I always think about these things anyway. You know you you, you can't uh, you won't tell Congress too much because it's usually out before you get out of the room. You know isn't that the truth? <laughs> so but uh, we'll we'll see what it is and try to digest it from there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. There are some members of Congress I've talked to a little suspicious thinking, well, this comes the day that the markup and the rules committee is considering FISA reform. Maybe this is an effort to put a thumb on the scale of FISA reform or Ukraine aid, because obviously Turner's a big advocate of both of those. Your feeling on that this might be tied to these other issues that are working their way through the House? Well, you know, you know, Washington, D.C. very well. So I think you speak uh, very eloquently about how things operate up here. And I, and I wouldn't put it past that at all. Uh, for what you're saying, but you know, John, if if only we had that type of concern, if only we had that type of urgency for the biggest threat to this country there is, and that's that thirty-four trillion dollar debt and that border. You know, we've got we've got issues right here at home uh, that that need to be addressed in short order, and uh, you know, we're, and we're not doing that. We're not doing any of that. Now we got rid of my orchestra last night. Thank the good Lord, it took. The the third time to do it. He should have been gone a long time ago. Uh, but, uh, but you know what? I've got folks in my district that live in uh, the counties are 15, 16,000 population, and they're losing over one person a month to fentanyl. And it's coming across that southern border. That joker was in charge of it. He needs to stand up and, and, and be held accountable for it. And, uh, and that's what we did last night. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of reactions that say people realize, hey, this no matter how the Senate acts on this, this is an extraordinary act of holding someone accountable and telling the American people we understand how bad the situation is at the border. Now, you were just down to the border. I think you had an extraordinary experience. Can you tell us a little bit about what you saw, what you learned from, I think this is your second or third trip to the border. I know you've been there a lot, but what was remarkable to you about being down there? Well, we went over to Cochise County, Arizona, and uh, it was actually a dual field hearing between uh, the House Natural Resources and the uh, Western Caucus. And, uh, you know, John, you, you want to know just how much in control the cartel is of both sides of the border. Then you go down there and get a briefing from Sheriff Mark Donalds down there in Cochise County. Uh, the cartels definitely have control over not only who is crossing that border, because they don't want these people crossing at the port of entry because they don't get paid. It, but they are they have lanes set up down there, and depending on who you are or what status you are, depends on where you go across the border, whether it's in uh, El Paso, down, down Eagle Pass. You know, that's where you see your families coming across and sitting down. But up in Cochise County, and Sheriff Daniels put it like this, he doesn't have an immigration problem up there. He's got an organized crime problem. Because the people that are coming across up there are criminals. They're crooks, murderers, thugs, drug dealers, and they are up there evading the law so that they can get into this country and continue to do what they were doing in their own country. And, you know, John, they have seen an increase of 120% in one year, year over year, and it was already high. You know, so these people need help. And, and the, the odd thing is where we were standing at that border wall, was stacks of panels and we could look probably a quarter of a mile up that wall and there was the end of it the very end of it the rest of it sitting on the ground out there it could have been easily put up could have helped squeeze these people down into a shorter smaller hole gap to get across to where i and and and, and the other big thing i learned we got the best border patrol man you talking about trained man those jokers are on top of it what, what I think hurts them worse, and they didn't say this, but you could kind of tell it, is what happens when they hand them off to the next person. Because my orcas has the call on catch and release. And, and that's why I, I, I couldn't have been any more prouder to, to cast that vote again last night. Uh, because that joker is, is at the head of this thing, and he is the one that's calling the shots. And when you're letting criminals go in this country, you're seeing crime like what you've seen in New York City. And, and, and elsewhere across this country. And he is directly responsible for it. I think so many Americans now have accepted that. And they're, they're, I think they're glad that some act of accountability has finally happened. There is a lot that still needs to be done in the House. You manage a very important trucking business. You know how a budget has to be managed. Republicans have yet to kind of meet their promise of what they thought they were going to do, which is get 12 budget bills, reduce spending. What do you think the possibilities are for some sort of a spending reduction in getting those 12 spending bills completed like had been promised? Well, you know, you know, John, and I've said it time and time again, our, our little old job description up here doesn't count for much. It, it, it don't take long. It's two things. Oversight of the federal government and passing those 12 appropriation bills. And I know we, when I got here earlier this week, the first thing I asked is, where's our budget? We, we need to have that budget out now. We need to have that budget out so we've got a top line so we can start working on appropriations. I don't need to wait until April to hear that maybe appropriations will start because Lord knows we're not up here but maybe three days a week, three weeks out of the month. And, and if you think that anything's going to change, 
it won't change if they don't get those the if we don't start working on appropriations till April or May. We need to do it now. We need to be engaged. Yeah, we've got to finish twenty twenty four. But that shouldn't stop us from working on twenty twenty five and start reducing this deficit that we've got and this debt and start working on It's important to lean in now, not wait any longer, right? You gotta lean in now and get it done. Amen. Yeah, that seems really, really important. To the Senate, which seems lukewarm to the idea of having the impeachment trial. Obviously, Congress has taken official act. The Constitution says that you shall have a trial. Do you think your colleagues in the Senate, Democrat and Republican, will do the right thing and hear this out and allow the presentation of evidence? You know, John, they haven't done the right thing all year. As a matter of fact, they don't do much of anything over there. I mean, that's honest goodness truth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, you know what? I think they'll probably push it to a committee. Yep. And, and it'll probably disappear there. They, they honest to God, between the, the, the Democrats in the Senate that run the Senate and the White House, John, they don't care what the American people think. They really don't. They, they've got their agenda. There's a real disconnect right now. Big time. It's because they, are, they have got their agenda. They're going to march forward because they think if they can get to the finish line and get accomplished what they wanted accomplished. And it was all supposed to happen right after Obama. And it was supposed to happen with Hillary Clinton. But that got derailed by President Trump. But if they can get us into a position where the American people just throw their hands up and have had enough, then, then they're going to run this country socialistic left as hard as they can and, and do whatever they want to. And so, yeah, they'll bury that. Just like they didn't take up H.R. 2, just like they didn't take up H.R. 1, just like they didn't take up any of the appropriation bills that we did send them. Yeah. They, they don't want to. Pretty remarkable. It's, uh, in fact, it's really remarkable when we look when we look at it. So, sir, for the next couple of weeks, what's top of your radar? You're always working hard. You're doing enormous oversight. Obviously, you've been instrumental in some of the stuff about the Biden impeachment. What's top of list for you? Well, uh, obviously, I want to see that budget kicked out and I want to see us start working on appropriations. That's, uh, that's short. That's, that's in the short rows. That needs to happen right now. But, uh, you know, we've, 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 we've signed on the Rubio's bill, making it illegal to, to clog up the interstate and the roads out there, uh, just hampering tens of thousands of people from able to get to work, impeding interstate commerce. That needs to, that needs to have real teeth and, and people need to, be penalized when they get out there and just stop traffic like that. We've, we've got the razor act that, uh, we, we also, uh, put out there and, and, uh, put a bill out, uh, stating that the federal agencies, uh, have no, uh, ability to go out there and cut any razor wire, any barrier that the states put up to secure the border. And, uh, that's gotten some pretty good legs on it as well. So we've got several irons in the fire and, uh, just keep trying to get them hot and get them pushed over to the Senate. Yeah. When you take a look at the total body of evidence that has been brought out on Joe Biden, we had an important story this morning. They took all these transcripts and said, all right, Joe Biden told us when he ran for president, I didn't meet with any of my business, my son's business partners, had nothing to do with him. Now we know he met Elena Baderina. I met with one of the top officials at Burisma. He met with the head of China CEFC. He met with the Kazakh business folks. He basically met with everyone that Hunter Biden was doing business with. How important is that evidence that the Oversight Committee has come up with? Joe Biden said one thing. Now the evidence shows just the opposite. What should Americans take for that? You know what, John? It's huge what oversight is doing. Uh, Dem judiciary and, and ways and means uh, on gathering evidence. Because I think at the end of the day, when, when history looks back on this, 
they're going to see that this was one of the biggest organized, um, sophisticated criminal rings that this country has seen. Yeah. Period. I've covered a lot of presidents. Go back to the 80s as a reporter. I've never seen a president who was so deeply involved in facilitating foreign money going to his family while he's the vice president and while he's preparing to become the president. Uh, it really is unlike anything in my reporting career. And uh, equally, the yawn that so much of the legacy media have given it is almost as shocking because in any other era of journalism or politics, this would be the number one story 24-7. But it seems like we're in different times. If, if it weren't for people like you, um, yeah, this thing would really have been swept under the rug. Well, and you too, sir. You've been working hard since you got to Congress. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> the crazy people would have been the Republicans up here. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, kudos to y'all, man. You got to keep, keep pressing and pushing out the information. That means a lot. And uh, you too, you do such important work. That, that trip to the border, I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot through your eyes and your experience what happened there. We're always grateful for that. So great to have you on, sir. I know how busy you are, but this is a great honor to have you on the show today. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's, all, it's always an honor to talk to you and, uh, you know, and at least inform people out there what we're seeing. Yeah, well, that's uh, you are doing a great job of just that. So grateful for your time. Say we'll get you back on real soon. Thanks again, sir. Thank you. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, Bobby Charles on AMAC Wednesday. Remember, if you want to join AMAC, you know what you do? Go to amac.us slash justnews, amac.us slash justnews. And to this month, and this month only, you're going to get a five-year membership like I had. I paid a lot more for it. For $35, that's a great deal. Go do it. Match me. Say thank you to AMAC for their incredible support of Just the News, John Solomon Reports, and Just the News, No Noise Television Show. Go check that out today. All right, when we come back, the one, the only, Bobby Charles, going to take us in for a really great conversation of what happened this week and why a lot of us have our heads spinning with all the details. Robert Herr, impeachment, all of it right after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 
percent off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. It's Wednesday. So you know what that means. It's my favorite Wednesday, AMAC Wednesday, my favorite moment of the week where we get a great chance to talk to my good friend, Bobby Charles, about the week's news and what it means for all of us in this great country that is the United States of America. Bobby, great to have you back on what a few days we just lived through. Well, you're telling me, John, I think, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I think the DNA is changing all over the place. It is. And really historic moments, the impeachment last night, the Robert Hur report. But I want to start with something else. The impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden continues to really speed along. And there is, you know, all these revelations day in and day out. When you step back for them for a few minutes, you get to see a very big picture right now. And, and we had a story this morning that I thought really captured one of the most important big pictures. Joe Biden looked in the camera when he wanted our vote in 2020 and said, I had nothing to do with my son's business. I didn't meet his people. I I didn't know anything about it. We were completely separate. And now, because of the good work of James Comer and Jim Jordan and Jason Smith, we have all these depositions. And we now know from all these depositions and the associated evidence with them, like emails and pictures and, and letters and memos, that Joe Biden met with nearly every major foreign business partner that Hunter Biden scored millions from. He met with the executives of Brisma. He met with the Russian oligarch, Elena Baderina. He met with the Kazakh officials who were trying to work with his son. He met, when this is most remarkable, with the CEO of the Chinese Communist Chinese Energy Company, CEFC, just a few days before that company dumped $3 million into the venture that Hunter Biden was part of. He looked at the camera, told us one thing, the evidence shows just the opposite. Anytime in history before have we seen a sitting vice president or a president this involved in trying to make money for his family? Uh, that we know of, John, no, never. And I think the boldness of it is what we what we really need to be taken aback by. In some ways, really shocks the conscience of the nation. There's a principle in the law called scienter, which is essentially knowing, knowing the level of knowing uh, criminality. And and this is a president, a vice president at the time, who knowingly lied directly to the American people for his own benefit, not only politically, but for his own benefit financially. Now, if I were trying to red team this and be the most sympathetic Democrat I could possibly be, I could say, well, (laughs) I could take the Robert Hur view that he's an elderly know-nothing and so he can be held 
uh, not held accountable. That doesn't work here. The Center, as you said, was within days. He knew exactly what he was saying. And he not only knew exactly what he was saying, but what he was doing was it, it, it was a, it, it was a, it was a, it was a, <laughs> The amount of money involved here, I mean, this is as criminal as criminal gets, John. And I don't know, if I'm a sympathetic Democrat, I guess I could say cognitive dissonance. On the one hand, he spoke, uh, you know, some sort of pathological way about one thing and not knowing about the other. But but it doesn't cut it. It just doesn't cut it. It just doesn't pass muster. At the end of the day, this is a president who, as vice president, knowingly, repeatedly, and consistently got away with lying. And the more lying he did to make money— and deceive the American people. Arrogance is an extraordinary thing. The more the more he lied and got away with it, the more lying he did to get away with it. And we're talking about an individual now, John, who could spend tens of years in prison. He doesn't have tens of years left. He has he has gamed the system. He has taken Americans for fools. And I think what's happening is even independents now. I, I think I read seven out of eight or uh, six out of eight. Uh, are saying, you've taken me for a fool. I I don't want to be taken for a fool anymore. And I would say Democrats who have any integrity, and a number of Democrats do have integrity. Their beliefs are different from mine, but they have integrity. They're going to have to say, this is a felon, and we don't want a felon leading the country. He is a felon who has made himself and his family rich by lying to the American people no more boldly than about those four countries, actually five when you include the Communist Party. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. There is an interesting sentiment that was coming through interviews on this show just yesterday, starting with Congressman Jim Banks of Indiana, then James Comer, and then a couple other lawmakers saying, hey, now that Mayorkas is impeached, we believe that the Biden impeachment needs to be expanded beyond the corruption. We're we're good with the corruption being part of an impeachment inquiry. We think Joe Biden is just as responsible for the border and that one of the articles of impeachment against Joe Biden should ultimately be dereliction of duty on the border. Your thoughts that now that for the first time in history, a sitting cabinet member, Mayorkas has been impeached, the idea of maybe expanding the impeachment of Joe Biden to include the same issues. What do you think about that? I think it would be fair. I mean, I I will tell you that the largest value in an impeachment now, given that the Senate will never impeach either Mayorkas or or Biden, is educational and are holding other people accountable. If you if you even if you do a snap, even if Schumer and I don't believe they're going to do a trial on Mayorkas and I don't believe I think they would be forced into trying to sort of delay and, and backpedal and tell people they were going to do a trial on, on Biden, but I don't think they were, they'll even do that. But the, but the end of the day, it's, it's both educational and it's, it's holding these people who have sided with him accountable. So if you are a Democrat and you are going to not hold uh, a, a trial for my orcas, and ultimately, even if you added the border to the impeachment articles, which you can do uh, of Biden, um, ultimately, it's about keeping these Democrats in the Senate accountable, many of whom are up for reelection, uh, and, and having them say, yeah, we're not going to impeach him for doing things in Mayorkas's case, seven counts, uh, well, two counts, seven individual statutory violations in count one, and multiple acts of lying, objectively lying to the Congress, in uh, which Biden also has done. Uh, uh, in count two. At the end of the day, it's about holding people accountable, educating the Americans, and keeping our focus on rule of law. And, and John, this, this bothers me more every week 
we somehow seem to have allowed the country to drift away from a common understanding that you must respect the rules of impeachment. Again, the, the, the Constitution says shall shall have a trial, but I'm going to bet you two to one they don't have one. And, and, I, and I think it's just the, the violation of rule of law is an infectious disease. And once you see people at the top violating it, Biden, Mayorkas and Democrats in the Senate, then it begins to slide away. That is a really great point. It'll be interesting to see if the House impeachment and managers will go to court and say, the Senate can't skip this. They have to follow the Constitution. It'll be interesting to see if that becomes part of that education process and that engagement now that the forum leaves the House and goes to the Senate. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I'll predict this. The, the way that the courts, the courts try very hard. There's a case called Baker v. Carr. They try to stay away from politics. Now, the Trump cases are not going to allow them to do that, but they try. End game here is, I think, the reason I think there isn't going to be a trial is that even though the Constitution says there shall be a trial, that provision of the Constitution has been interpreted by the Senate, which incidentally, in its rules, says you must have a trial after you have an indictment or an impeachment in the House. That's the, that's the process. But the Senate has control over their own rules. And I would not be at all surprised to see the Democrats uh, you know, do a, a party line vote that says they're changing the rules of the Senate to say that they can do they can either postpone it or they can do a, a quick vote or I, I'm just you know, I, I put nothing past these people. John, if this were the if this were the Senate that had Scoop Jackson and Sam Nunn and formerly Harry Truman before he became president, I'd say they would never allow themselves to lose as much dignity and as much uh, fidelity and integrity as, as that would allow them. But this Senate is different. These leaders are different. This Democrat Party is not Harry Truman's or, or, or John Kennedy's party anymore. That's a really great point. And I think something that we're, we're beginning to get a strong feel of. In fact, I think Robert F. Kennedy was playing into that in the Super Bowl with his ad that had an ad that was kind of very much like a John Kennedy 1960 themed ad. I think people are beginning to realize that Robert Kennedy and the Kennedy dynasty is in a different place than the Biden Democrats today. I want to look out at the rule of law as we see it right now. We just talked about it in the context, will the Senate follow the Constitution? We've talked about it in the context of Joe Biden clearly facilitating his son's multi-million dollar shakedown of foreign interests. I think the next people look at it and say, what can we do to hold people accountable who have been involved in the trafficking of illegal aliens beyond the border towns where they enter now to every nook and cranny of this extraordinary country? And they're in New York, they're in Chicago, they're in Oregon, they're in Florida, they're everywhere. Uh, they're, they're in Maine. They're in Maine, absolutely. In fact, a lot of Chinese pot factories being opened up by Chinese migrants in Maine. That is a huge problem, and I credit the investigative reporters who went after and found that, that the, that the Chinese government has opened uh, 250 or, or more uh, you know, locations trying to uh, grow marijuana, THC, and uh, illegally distribute it all over the state. I, I hope and pray that the Biden administration, the DEA, and they have been urged by Republicans right, left, and center to uh, to get after that and get the get get eradicate those get them out of the state get them out of the country, but uh, you know it's just like the fentanyl thing, John. 
this administration is dead to rights. They're not doing anything. They're waving them in. They're not They're not holding them out. Yeah, no, it's exactly right. In fact, that DHS memo that highlighted all those main pot dispensaries that were Chinese connected started on Just the News about three, four months ago. One of our favorite scoops. Oh, yeah, that was a very big story we did. And, and it's important. And a lot of people think uh, we've had Derek Maltz, former DEA operations chief, and several of the FBI experts have come on saying, we think this is part of an effort. China wants to get as many young people addicted on marijuana and then move them up and up and up and up until they hit fentanyl to as part of an effort to destroy our country and our next generation. So very strong words from people on the front lines of knowing what's going on. It is such a big, big deal. John, I I couldn't agree with you more. And I'll just 10 seconds on this drug issue. I've spent a lot of my life on it. It breaks my heart. And I, I it breaks my heart to see families around where I live who have no concept of how dangerous all this is buying into it. And then I get calls and I have gotten them from people who say, look, my, my daughter's addicted to fentanyl. What do I do? And, and by the time you're that far down the river, uh, there's a lot of harm that's already been done. And, and it's, it, so if we can just get ahead of this a little bit, I mean, we're not ahead of it, but if, if we can take seriously the threat posed by both China and illegal narcotics, we will find ourselves in a better place. But you can't do it without hard work and recognizing the problem. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. There's no doubt about it. And I think getting it exposed is the first part, and then educating and spreading that education, which, by the way, is something that AMAC does better than anyone. One of the greatest civic education machines I've ever seen in my life. The rule of law applied to the traffickers, because at the end of the day, if you take an illegal alien from the border town that they've been allowed to come into and you move them to New York or you move them to California, there is these there are these NGOs that are about to get a lot more money in the Senate bill. The Senate bill becomes law. At some point, is there a civil or criminal or other legal action that could try to enjoin these NGOs from moving literally millions of illegal aliens around the country. Yes. I mean, you know, John, uh, the interest of every state, states have their own sovereignty and the interest of the state of Maine or the state of Texas, or I just reading this morning, the state of New York, uh, they have sovereign interests. They can sue to, uh, they can sue to remove these people. They can sue to have the federal government intercede. They can sue the federal government for not interceding. They can sue NGOs to try to get them uh, stayed or uh, they, they can try to uh, limit the, the, the way that they spend their money. You can't you're not allowed as a matter of public policy to uh, the rationale is we support goodness in the world. That's the point of our laws. You're not allowed. You know, you're not allowed to use a law to promote illegality. You know, I can't take federal money and go promote robbery and, and uh, murder. Uh, that's not allowed. So, uh, you know, the bottom line is, yes, of course, there are many tools and most of them are under state law, but there are many tools, uh, including under federal law, that you can bring to the table and try to. uh, But we've got (laughs) we've got to we've got to reverse. This is another real. I mean, they are obviously they're they're like Venn diagrams that overlap each other, the drug problem and the illegal alien problem. Uh, But at the end of the day, we've got to get after this and take it seriously or there won't be an America to defend. I mean, if if the line on the sheet of paper is just a dotted line in fiction and there is no real them and us, as in the border, there are people outside the country and there are people inside the country, then citizenship has no value. And we begin again, all over again, to have to fight for the sovereignty of states and for the federal government. So, you know, it's really the sovereignty of the people is really what this is all about. And we, the people, do not want 
not to face our to find ourselves facing a, a lawless, ruleless jungle here in the United States that is very similar to places like Sinaloa and uh, you know Tijuana and some of the places in Mexico. You you can't and and by the way, let's just go beyond Mexico. Places like uh, in the old days, you know the the, the Medellin cartel in 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 Colombia uh, or the or the you know the Shining Path in Peru. We do not want that to become America. And and I think we're we're, we're edging that way because this administration doesn't give a damn. And I think Americans do give a damn. They want their community to be safe, their kids to be safe. So can you? Yes, you can file a lot of suits, and probably that should be happening. Yeah, that's it's, it's an important one. It's going to be interesting to see if anyone steps into that void. All right, we're in the midst of an election year, and of course, there's a lot of consequential government business still to be done. There's still not a budget. There's still not a border security bill. There's still not a reduction in any spending, even though inflation continues to remain high. And the CBO says, hey, it's because of all the federal spending that inflation's high. In that vein, knowing that we're nine months out, you look back and see what both parties need to do to win the election. Joe Biden's been called now by his own Justice Department, an old man with such a bad memory that he wouldn't be able to withstand a trial. What does Joe Biden need to do to try to convince the American people he should be president? And what do the Republicans and Donald Trump, if he becomes a nominee, whoever the nominee is, what do they got to do? What are the issues that both parties run on going into the fall election? I think the top three issues are the economy, illegal immigration, national security, and I think those are going to take different shapes and forms as we get toward that that uh, that election day or the month that precede the election day and people start casting ballots. I would tell you that uh, it's my own personal view that Biden has lost the curve. I don't think it's hard for me to imagine him saying anything that convinces people, uh, you know, even with a couple of shots of adrenaline that that somehow he's any better than they understand them to be, which is pretty poor. I mean, the Robert Herr report in nutshell version, which I've written, you know, essentially Joe Biden is either guilty of felonies that are punishable by up to 10 years in prison. And you can look at the statutes. I laid them out in an AMAC article, uh, AMAC.us. Um, or, you know, and then if he is, you know, if he is guilty of those crimes relative to the classified documents, then he should be properly uh, indicted. Or it is or it is the case that, as Robert Herr reported on behalf of the Justice Department, that he's unable to be prosecuted for lack of specific intent since he can't recall how the classified got, documents got to his home or when or, you know, even when he served. Um, you know, and, and under those circumstances, he really either needs to not run or be removed from office, either under the 25th Amendment or by impeachment or some other reason. So competence is one of those things we expect. Mental competence is one of those things. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. But you're supposed to be honest and you're supposed to be mentally competent. And he fails both of those tests. So I don't know what Biden himself can do. I will say that on those three issues, number one, the economy, um, inflation isn't going to come down anytime soon because this this administration has spent eight trillion dollars over regular order uh, and they've shut down big chunks of the fossil fuel industry. So once you do that, everything, the price of everything, which is dependent upon energy and on a on a solvent government, uh, it ultimately goes through the roof. And that's where we're at right now. I see inflation probably staying high or going higher. And, and, and the Fed has got interest rates at a 22 year high. And that's because they think they're going to beat inflation with high interest. Uh, one of my graduate degrees is economics. And typically, the way interest rates drop drop inflation is you have a high growth economy. We really don't have a high growth economy. It's a fiction. It came out of the COVID era. We have a very highly inflated economy because we had fit, no fiscal discipline. Uh, they, they went crazy in spending on things that people didn't need and didn't want. 
uh, you know, this global hysteria about the climate and everything else. They had to spend this money. Uh, they were trying to buy votes, just like they're giving away this educational loan money to try to buy votes. It's very pandering. But all of this drives inflation. And, and so, number one, I think we suffer with inflation right through November, high interest right through November. And interest rates typically have a lagged a lagged impact on the economy of maybe a year, sometimes more. So I could see us hitting a recession mid-year. I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm going to say that there's nothing this administration is doing that makes people feel better about that. As far as the border, what did they want to do? They wanted, they're, they're crying and moaning because Republicans didn't go forward with a bill that would have said you can have 5,000 crimes occur a day before we kick in anything that would protect the border. That's complete baloney, John. That's like saying to Iran, you can create a bomb as long as you do it slowly and we'll kind of look the other way. No, we're not going to look the other way. These are criminal acts when you come across our border illegally. And three three quarters of those asylum seekers have no right to asylum because they do not have an individuated, well-founded fear of persecution, which is the standard. Um, and then finally, on national security, I think we've got a lot of warm spots around the world that have suddenly gone hot. And I think you're going to see more of them go hot. You've got the Red Sea uh, on fire, which which right now controls 10% of the trade goes through there. So you're going to see higher prices going around the Cape of uh, Cape, you know, Africa. You know, we're in a position now, John, where if you could have had a playbook for how to properly mismanage everything, they followed the playbook. Uh, we, you know, they've appeased our enemies from Iran to China to Russia to North Korea to Venezuela. You know, Venezuela, John, is, is putting troops on the border with Ghana, uh, an American ally that we actually have, have done military exercises with. They're putting troops on that border so they can take the portion of, of Ghana that has the uh, that has the oil in it. Why? Because Biden said he can't he's not going to produce oil in America, but he'll buy it from Venezuela, which is a communist state that's that's ready to take its neighbor to, to sell us the oil. We're, yeah, we're, we're fomenting in a nutshell. We are fomenting disorder around the world because a lack of a leader, you know, as Tucker Carlson said recently about a different situation, it's a binary issue. It's black and white. You are either leading or you're not leading. And if you're not leading, you're sliding backwards. If you are leading, you're trying to solve the problem. We are not leading. This administration from Afghanistan all the way back and all the way forward is a disaster, John. And I don't even know. I've never said that about any administration. I I wasn't a big fan of Jimmy Carter's and I, you know, Obama's had big problems and Clinton had some ethical issues and, but I've never seen anything like this. And that's why I'm so worried about rule of law. And I think ultimately the election in November is going to be about those. It's really going to boil down to rule of law. Do we believe in it or don't we? Bobby, one of the great things when you're going through times like this is finding a community of patriots that believe in the same things. And rather than spit into the darkness, they're trying to find ways to make an incredible impact. And that's really how I look at AMAC. I don't look at it as a service. I look at it as a neighborhood of like-minded Americans that care about this country. And joining is so easy, folks. If you want to match me on my five-year membership, we have a very special deal this month. You go to AMAC dot us slash just news amac amac dot us slash just news and you're going to get the five-year membership which is the membership i prefer and i joined for a mere 35 dollars. that is the cheapest it's ever been it is a great deal you'll make it back in just discount savings in the first few months of using your amac card and then you get all that other benefits the, the wisdom of bobby charles daily on the website the weekly podcast the monthly magazine the civic opportunities that amac action has it is truly an incredible experience. You're in a community. You're joining a community. You're not just
getting a service. AARP is a service. AMAC is a community. Go join him today and really experience what I've experienced during my membership. Bobby, for anyone who's going today, this say, all right, this is the day. I'm going to do it. What are some of the best things you're going to get when they sign up? You know, John, this is really, and I, I know we've had, uh, you know, we've had some, we've had some tough, uh, you know, things that I've said here today, and we know we're in tough times. But AMAC gives you a, a really a very solid grounding in terms of the facts. They're always ahead of the news. They they have right, right, you know, they they give you confidence that there really is a silver lining that that does betray a sunshine behind the cloud. And they give you, of course, economic benefits. They give you all kinds of engagement that you're not, not otherwise going to get. They are very active at the state level. They're trying to turn back and you can get involved. I mean, they give you, in effect, it's a, it's an opportunity to do more than just say, how can I get involved? It is, you join AMAC, they will give you ways to get involved. They just did this, you know, boot camp for boomers. That was amazing, wasn't it? It was. And so I'm really, you know, I would say if you want good news every day, uh, sprinkled in with some reality, AMAC is the place to go because they're going to give you things to do, things to know, and you're going to make a difference. Yeah, it's so, so important. And yeah, I, I thought about, you know, in 2022, there were a lot of people that were concerned about election integrity. What did AMAC do? It, it trained and got and deployed a whole bunch of election observers, which made our system safer, smarter, better. Every day, you know, people worried about medical prices and doctors' costs of getting your medical care. They create the Patient Act, the Transparency Act. Every day, AMAC is out there doing things that really make this country better, even when it feels like the odds are stacked against us. And I think that that makes it so unique in the American landscape today. And of course, Bobby, you're just as unique. Your record of excellence in government in public service is unparalleled. And I look forward to every Wednesday when we talk like this. Well, John, I, I think you do a tremendous public service and keep educating us because we need it. And I think uh, Americans right now are in a, at an inflection point. You, you can't lose hope. You know, when, when things are tough, that's when you have to get tough. And that's what you encourage us to do. Yeah, well, I, I love what I do. And one of my favorite moments is having this conversation every week. AMAC Wednesday is a very special moment for me. So great conversation today. A lot to chew on and a lot to be thinking about. And we'll do it again next week. Great. Thank you so much, John. Thanks, my friend. Good to be with you. All right, folks, one more good one to go. Tony Lyons runs the Super PAC for Bobby Kennedy. It ran an ad over the Super Bowl that ruffled some people's feathers, particularly old guard Kennedy family members. Tony's going to explain that for us right after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. 
Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge a signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at signup. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Welcome back, everybody. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes and his Kansas City Chiefs hoisted that Lombardi trophy above their heads as they pulled off a very dramatic 25-22 to 22 overtime victory against Brock Purdy and his San Francisco 49ers. And while most, or while many millions of viewers tuned into the game because they were actually excited to watch the game, there are millions of viewers who tuned in to get a glimpse at pop star Taylor Swift or just to watch the advertisements. And those who were paying attention to the commercials might have seen this political one. <laughs> want a man for president who's seasoned through and through a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you american value 2024 is responsible for the content of this advertisement <laughs> Does that look familiar? Well, if you're of a certain age, that might be because it's eerily similar to the Kennedy for President campaign ad that was launched back in 1960. And now RFK Jr., who is, of course, running for president as an independent, is apologizing to his family. So joining us now to talk about the Super Bowl commercial and the apology is, is one of the men behind this advertisement. He is Tony Lyons, who serves as the co-founder and co-chairman of the RFK-aligned super PAC called American Values. 2024. Tony, welcome back to the show. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, good to have you on. You know, this this was an interesting ad. I think that for a lot of folks, this resonated with them. I think you said 150 million sets of eyeballs uh, saw this. Who were you hoping to influence with this ad? So, you know, there's been recent polling that's shown that if the election only included people who are 45 years of age or younger, Bobby Kennedy would beat both Biden and Trump if the election was held right now. So what we're looking for really is the baby boomers. And we figured every baby boomer in America watches the Super Bowl. So we wanted to make sure that everybody knew that Bobby Kennedy's running for president. He's running as an independent and he's trying to get on the ballot and you have a choice. And so we think that we made sure that everybody in America knows that fact and that there's no doubt now that he's running and that the American public can decide what they want to happen. 
Yeah, Tony, that really came through. It had a lot of nostalgia filled to it. And I think there were, I talked to a lot of people this morning, pollsters, who thought one of its charms was the fact that it might speak to Democrats who love their Democratic Party, remember the Kennedy era of the Democratic Party, and like, this Biden era doesn't look like what me and my family grew up on. Is there a tug to try to get, and I think there's a force within the Democratic Party, of people feeling like their party's too far over a ledge right now. Was that one of the groups on your target list last night? Well, I, you know, I think that a lot of people who are Democrats, who are lifelong Democrats, look at the Democratic Party and they don't recognize it. Yeah. You know, that they are anti-war, they're anti-corruption, they believe in free speech. And they look at the Democratic Party and they say, you know, what's happened to my party? What's happened to my country? These are not things that I believe. So I think that when they look clearly at Bobby Kennedy, they will recognize that he represents those values and that he's going to fight for the middle class. He's going to end the foreign wars, bring freedom back to this country. And there are a lot of people who are desperate for that. They're desperate for the legacy of real leadership in this country. Yeah. Mm. Tony, you know, the Biden administration continues to assert that they are fully confident in Bidenomics and their foreign policy and that things are going swimmingly and the election, the re-election of Joe Biden is going to be just fine. But they're certainly not acting like a party who believes that they are actually winning. You've got them going after Donald Trump in court cases, also uh, trying to keep RFK off of the ballot in a number of states. What, what's the status? What's the count of, of state access as far as the ballots for RFK? Yeah. So, you know, let me just say that if the DNC believed that they could win a free, fair and open election, they wouldn't be resorting to all of these political games and tactics that they're resorting to. And they would want Bobby Kennedy to be on the ballot in every state. And they wouldn't be trying to fight that because they would think that in the marketplace of ideas that on the on the debate stage, that Biden could actually convince the American public that he's a better candidate than Trump or Bobby Kennedy. But they clearly don't believe that. And that's why they're sort of fighting so hard to do everything but make the case to the American people that he's a better candidate. Yeah, yeah, the money expenditures and the effort is really skewed. Democrats are definitely more aggressive than the Republicans are in trying to keep RFK Jr. off the ballot right now. At least the pencil on the back mm -hmm. of the map napkin says that. I want to ask about, uh, there was a complaint last week uh, filed by the Democrats saying there was too much collusion going on between RFK Jr. and your group. And then, of course, today, RFK Jr. is saying, hey, I had nothing to do with that. I'm sorry. I hope that didn't offend my family. Kind of undercuts the whole complaint, doesn't it? Yeah. So, you know, that that's sort of a it's a tricky question. And there and there are two two things there, you know, with the family, you know, it's the same small group of family members from a very large family. So they 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 represent, you know, two percent or three percent of the family. Many of the family members are right behind Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. They believe in him. They believe in his message. And the people who don't, by and large, are people who work for the Biden administration. So they have a reason to go against Bobby Kennedy. So they say, oh, they don't like the ad, or they say they don't like that he's running. But the truth is, that's the real story. The story is they don't want him to run for president because he's running against their boss. So Bobby Kennedy is running for president, and he's gonna keep running for president, and he's gonna make an incredible president. 
Right, Tony, um, I am fully confident that the youth vote this time around is going to change. I don't know how many points are going to what party, uh, but from what I have seen, it, it seems like they are extremely disgruntled and disenchanted with the Democrat Party. How can RFK claim that? Well, you know, in, in recent polling, he's been doing great with younger voters and they see him on podcasts and they believe that he cares about the things that are important to them and that neither of the other candidates really do. And they look at, at Biden and they see somebody who doesn't really seem fit to be president now. And they look at Bobby Kennedy and he's healthy, he's authentic, he has integrity, and they believe in it and they believe that he will be somebody who will fight for their rights. So I think that that's what you see with the younger voters. And, you know, like I said, now he's got to convince older voters. And we think we went right. a long way towards doing that. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. A big thank you for all three of our guests today, Congressman Collins, our good friend, and the incomparable Bobby Charles, and then Tony Lyons from the Super PAC that's supporting RFK's independent presidential run. Three great guests on this Wednesday edition of John Solomon Reports. If you want to join AMAC and take advantage of that one time, $35, five-year membership, you know what you do? Go to amac.us slash news today. That's a good deal. Go check it out today. All right, we'll be back with more tomorrow. We're going to have some, a new exclusive tomorrow on Hunter Biden. You're going to get an exclusive interview with James Comer tomorrow. And just because we don't want to rest on our laurels, we'll have a big story about just how bad DHS is tracking of the illegal immigrants they've allowed into this country. How bad it is. It's so bad they're not doing it at all. We're going to explain how we know that tomorrow on the Thursday edition of John Solomon Reports and Just the News No Noise, a television show tomorrow night. Tune into both. We'll have that tomorrow. Until then, God bless you. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. And be sure to check out justthenews.com. We're going to have you covered day and night with all of the big news developments. All right, folks, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, God bless. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, 
the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free, and it's easy to get started, and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.